I'm Q. And I'm Jewish Dave. And this is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. What are we doing today? We're filming, we're, we're recording during the day. That's so weird. I love it. I wish we did this every, every day. Especially during this whole quarantine situation. I mean, we're home all day and this way, you know, it's kind of like working out. It's like you get it in early and then you have the rest of your day, you know? If Sirius XM was like paying us $100,000 a year, and mm-hmm. but we had to record every day from 11 until 3. 11 every day. 3? Well, yeah, like a radio show. That's what radio Jesus. shows are like. Five okay. days a week, 11 to 3. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> 100,000 each? Yes, a hundred thousand. What do you think? <laughs> Who can live on fifty thousand dollars? Like, well, that sounds like a made-up. You know, that's like I mean, that's, how much you earned in like nineteen ninety-eight or some shit like that. I mean, that's kind of what I make. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, what kind I, of I, bitch I, loser <laughs> makes fifty thousand dollars a year? What kind of nobody himself. fucking coward? <laughs> I would commit literal suicide if I made that little money. Yeah, I'd I'd be in with you though. Uh, that that sounds like a good life. You were like, I was in for when it was a hundred split both ways. <laughs> Fuck it, like whatever. What are you sipping on? That can, you sipping on Starbucks? Starbucks, baby. Mm-hmm. You're going to Starbucks right now. Occasionally, you I are like tempting fate so hard. They, Why they is wear, Starbucks they, even they, open? It's they wear so gloves unessential. And masks. You don't go in. It's a drive-through. Yeah, no shit. Gloves and masks. I I I have a. Uh, I have a you know antibacterial thing with me, and I, I wipe my hands as soon as they hand it to me. I'm 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 being safe. That's crazy, Dave. You can't be going to Starbucks, man. You don't know what's going on with those people. They're not getting tested. They don't. They they're, they're handling your shit constantly. Well, you're you're in Hawaii, so I mean, clearly you're not worrying too much. This could easily be Miami. This background, this Zoom background, could easily be Miami. <laughs> Don't you love that I just have these queued up, like ready yeah. to go? <laughs> yeah, because I noticed when I it, it asked me to actually put one of my own photos, they didn't have pre-built ones, and uh, so I just grabbed the first thing I found. But oh, so what's going on in the world, Q? What's going on with you? Uh, <laughs> me. Um, I got uh, uh, I got recordings scheduled twice a day for the next three days, and, uh, and then we're going to really be doing some phone up. banking. For uh, our our buddy Joe Sacco, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna do a little phone banking for him on Thursday, and uh, we're gonna have him here on Bird Road soon too. Uh, yeah, whenever we, yeah, whenever we actually go about that and, and get yeah. that done. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> stonks. <laughs> uh, and what else is going on? I I've, I've been working really hard on some new music, and uh, it's coming out really great. Did you watch that uh, that Tiger? Yeah, game I watched show? it. I guess we haven't really talked about. We don't. You and I don't usually do those like talking about the things in the zeitgeist. You know. No, we don't. Culture, Sometimes culture things. Do, Sometimes right? we do by accident. But yeah, I watched it. You, did you watch I, it at all or no? I made it ten minutes into the first episode. I just didn't want to watch it anymore. If you have, it was if you annoying have, me. If you have even the slightest bit of like compassion for other living things, and mm. you, it's it's really difficult to watch. It's a hard yeah. thing to watch. They don't show. I think there might, with with few exceptions, they don't show any animals actually get hurt, but the implication right. is so strong. Like, all these animals look miserable. They're begging to be killed. They wish, yeah. they, they're like begging for death. They wish they were dead. And um, it, it always bothers the hell out of me when people own exotic animals. It's like, you, you just don't, you know? Right. Yeah, what I learned is that there are three times as many, from the show at least, I learned that there are three times as many, um, 
exotic uh, exotic big cats or exotic tigers there there are three times as many tigers alive in the u.s in places like this twelve thousand, than there are remaining in the wild four thousand <laughs> that's awful and that's um so and dumb. all of these people like if you if you look at the old footage from the main character the guy whose video is playing in the background right now joe exotic if you um if you look if you look at old footage from all of them or old like you know when they first got in they're all about the same thing they like he he was like saying you know it's like a young version of him in his 20s or whatever and from like you know i don't know footage of like the, the 80s or the 90s or something and he's like being interviewed by local television and he's like look the, these animals have no place in a setting like this the only reason we have them is because we rescue them from other places and mm. try to give them a good quality of life before they die and they all every one of them starts off that way they yeah. all start that way, and and then they just kind of I don't know get addicted to the allure of I, I don't I, that's the other thing I don't get either is the way that they paint it in this show is like some sort of weird psychosexual thing where it's like power sure. and money and and like and sex and attractiveness and I don't know it's just weird like that's the last those are like the last things I think about when I'm thinking about like a pet when I think yeah. about my dog it's not about like. <laughs> <laughs> the sexuality of my dog or anything it's not like oh yeah wait till everybody sees this like this old brussels griffin they're gonna want to <laughs> fuck my brains out but um yeah that's apparently what's going on in the world of netflix and shit like that um there you go i watched that but i, I, I it was it was a tough road to hoe and i don't blame you for not being able to get very far in it it is funny and crazy and way over the top and it absolutely it earns all the talk that it's been getting because it's one yeah. of these things where you keep watching it and you're like, wait, what? What the fuck is happening now? And right. um, it veers into the, you know, like fictional territory where you, you're thinking that somebody has to be screenwriting this, but nobody could screenwrite this shit. It's so crazy. But still, right. I, I get it for not that you don't want to watch it. For sure. So, uh, yeah, aside from the world of Netflix and all that, uh, I don't know. What, what uh, is, is there anything, um, you know, our usual, our usual political bent? Is there something you wanted to bring up today? I saw. I was reading that article that I shared on Facebook about um, Obama, and there were two. There was a New York Times one, and then there was a Politico one about Obama um, pulling the strings, sort of behind the scene of uh, of the Democratic primary, even though he had sort of pledged to stay out of it. And he, right. I guess he found it really distasteful or he just, uh, he never look when he was president, he didn't like politics. He hated politics mm. famously because he was so either disinterested at it or bad at it. He never tried to do any kind of political maneuvering or convincing or like cajoling or anything. He thought that he was again, and I said this sort of like on on that Facebook post that I did just randomly shit out while I was on the toilet this morning. But um, he thought that he was like the chosen one and that it was beneath him to have to like negotiate with these people. Because correctly, I mean, he was right that, that, that there was no negotiating. It was just bad faith. You know, they weren't going to actually negotiate with him. Mm -hmm. But he also never tried to apply any kind of levers of pressure. He never really tried to, you know, a lot of times he was acquiescing to his own side. He was like... Um, you know, Democrats who were in the pocket of, of, uh, of, you know, the health insurance lobbies and other lobbies would, would push him, push back on him on a lot of his agenda. And he didn't really, 
care enough to fight back on them. He just kind of wanted to find the quickest way out of every solution. Uh, the, the solution for him was the quickest way out of every situation. The quickest right. way out of every conflict. And if it meant just giving up, then he gave up. He gave up on so many things. before Half of the things before he even tried. And I know people are going to like always... I think people are probably always going to... I'm losing this battle. People are always going to remember fondly. Oh, Obama fondly, you know, like, but whatever. I, you're entitled, I guess, to your own facts or whatever. Just do whatever the fuck you want. Um, so I had that on my mind. I don't know. Do you, do, who, do you, like, the progressives out there that you talk to, like, do, you, do they, are they, like, what's their, what's their Obama take? Because it runs the gamut, depending yeah, on Yeah, it does run to. the gamut. And I, I would say it... You know, like when I saw your post this morning, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> you know, But but uh, yeah, I, I, I think maybe slightly lighter than that, you know, but definitely uh, along those lines, generally speaking, it's like, you know, maybe the most, um, you know, uh, false promises president uh, of our lifetime or something like that you know maybe not worst president of our lifetime though yeah maybe you could say like maybe you could caveat it and say like the biggest failure sure yeah because because if you want to say like if you want to just i don't want to relitigate the early aughts or whatever but if you want to say like oh george w bush there were certain expectations of what he would be and what he would do when he got into office, I mean, they're more or less, he, more or less, he did those things. Like, right. you know, he did accomplish all those things. Um, Donald Trump, same thing. Like, more or less, it was understood what he was going to try to do. Reagan, which is before our time, but still, like, you know, he, he, he came in and did exactly what he wanted to do. He was another Make America Great Again um, candidate. He used the same iconography and the same... You know the same um, the the same rhetoric and mm -hmm. uh, you know Clinton same thing uh, yeah but Obama was the one that was probably the biggest disappointment the biggest failure versus what he said he was going to do and what he ended up actually doing what do he said think, he believed in and what he demonstrated that he believed in do you think um, from uh, two thousand eight to two thousand sixteen do you think you kind of knew that and like kind of just didn't pay attention or I, I was um for me it was like right after the right after the re-election in 2013 was when i really kind of there were a bunch of scandals that popped they were real mini small scandals like do you remember the irs thing where the irs was according to conservatives of course this turned out to be bullshit but um the irs was targeting conservative nonprofit groups to, to like uh, oh yeah yeah you know look into their status as, as nonprofits and then there were um there was the fast and the furious or fast and furious whatever the gun the gun the gun scandal or the cross-border mm. gun scandal which also again turned out to be something that was mostly george w bush's making and cylinder and all these little things came out that were stupid and um that that i don't like i, I don't criticize obama about any of those but there were other things that sort of started to catch my attention around that time. Around that time is like at 20 in the year 2013 is around the time that Barack Obama finally decided that gay people are people and that they deserve like some compassion. And he yeah. got so much credit for acknowledging that gay people are people. And in my mind at that time, and I was already a pretty old, I was already like a 30 year old man at that point. I was like a grown adult. And I was like, we, I mean, like, you didn't know that already? Like, you, you, it took you four years of being president 
and like 30 years in public life to, or however long it had been in public life for you to realize this. And at the time it was still, you know, you still had Hillary Clinton and, and most of the democratic establishment saying that, um, that, that gay people, that, that, that marriage was just between a woman and a man. You had sure. Neera Tandon like sort of nodding, you know, nodding her approval as, as Hillary Clinton very famously while she was a Senator, um, gave a speech where she outlined that her belief is that, um, is that marriage is between a man and a woman and, and you know, those are the values, blah, blah, blah. All these people believe that. And that was kind of the beginning for me of when I realized that, you know, the Democrats were really, I mean, like it wasn't this binary that Democrats were good. Republicans were bad. Democrats were just slightly like better at hiding how bad they are. Sure. And yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was when I kind of noticed and, and then everything, over the last four years as of his lame duck term, it was like just worse and worse and worse and worse. It just got worse and worse. He also, don't forget, he skated a lot because he got a lot this credit for um, killing Bin Laden, which somehow like took over everybody's consciousness for like mm-hmm. years. For like three years, everybody was like, oh yeah, Obama got Bin Laden. Can't say that about Bush. And right. it was like the most grade school oversimplification of any issue ever presented as a like just killing one terrorist that had basically been marginalized out of existence for the past 10 years but like it was weird when it happened it just kind of like for anyone like us it just seemed like like oh that guy yeah it's like wait what he's i don't know (laughs) I mean, maybe one thing if they were like, "Oh, we we narrowly stopped him. He was about to do another 9/11 or something like that." Right. But it was like he was no. just like jerking off in a fucking cement room for years. He was basically like, living the life that we're all living now. Yeah, he was sending like <laughs> jizz-covered uh, USB thumb packets to to people. Um, yeah. So. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. That was the only thing that I saw that 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 was sort of political. Oh, the other thing I was going to talk to you about. Okay. Is like a real third third rail. Actually, I have two things I want to talk about. One I just want to talk about in in like really quick passing. Um, what do you know about Tara Reid? And I don't mean Big Lebowski, American Pie, Tara Reid. I know she's Reed. been in two movies that I uh, did music for. The Bus Party to Hell and Art of the Dead. Okay. Uh, available now on Prime Video and most of uh, those other That's uh, right. video rentals. You scored services. two movies that Tara Reid, the actress, was in. I'm talking yep. about Tara Reid, the woman who has, um, quote-unquote, credibly brought uh, uh, allegations of sexual assault or sexual misconduct against Joe Biden. Oh, is this why Tara Reid was trending on Twitter the other day? <laughs> yes, Dave. That's why... <laughs> That's why Tara Reid was I, I, trending. I never clicked on it, but I was like, oh, nice. Maybe more people will watch Bus Party to Hell and I'll get some more royalties. <laughs> Maybe they will. I mean, it doesn't mean that they won't. Uh, yeah. But no, the Tara Reid that, that we're talking about is um, a woman who apparently was on Joe Biden's staff and was sort of this ancillary side character politically for... Um, so you don't know anything about this story, right? Did you, Were you aware that somebody had, had... You haven't seen the Believe Tara Reid hashtags and like... I've seen just general believe women and how this, you know, flies in the face of everything Me Too was that that we're just looking the other way. Yeah. I mean, I was, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to put this out there right now. 
here's why I'm going to leave that issue alone. First of all, Joe Biden won the um, primary. He's mm-hmm. not been not. He's the presumptive nominee. He hasn't hasn't gotten the nomination yet, but he's going to. He's going to, uh, unless somebody steps in. Like I don't know, like Andrew Cuomo, like everybody had been, has been um, theorizing mm-hmm. for the past however long. But um, so I, I'm going to kind of step away from this issue, and there's another reason why. I just saw this um, this clip, and here's the thing: when when you when you um, come with these kind of allegations against a political figure, the 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 pushback from that other side is going to be so nasty and so gross, right? It's mm-hmm. going to be disgusting, and they're going to dig through, and I, I, I it's so gross and so bad. Um, that like, I don't like to give any air to any of it. Cause it's always like, oh, the victim or the person who's making the accusations, they go on, uh, they go on, um, th- they're the ones that are, that are, that are investigated instead of the person that actually is being accused of the crime. Right. It, it, they, they're the ones that are on trial. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I don't like that. And, and I don't like giving air to any of that. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe there's some, some people who can take part in that? But what I saw recently was this video. So what this video is, and this is the reason that I'm, um, I'm going to stop sharing. So this is the reason that I'm very hesitant to even talk about this anymore. Because I, I also do, you know, broadly believe in the belief women thing. And mm. that as a concept, like that's important. But um, this, this is a clip from... First of all, if you let yourself go on Dr. Phil, I are, are, I already kind of don't <laughs> don't trust you, your judgment. Right. I think that yeah. there's a problem. But she was going on Dr. Phil basically saying like, uh, you know, I believe that I'm having an, uh, an affair or a, a love affair or that he is in love with me with um, Vladimir Putin, despite the fact that they had never met. She mm-hmm. felt that like he was giving her messages through the television and through media reports and things like that. And um, I, I don't know. It, it, she seemed she seemed like she was grifting. She seemed like she was com- like it, it didn't seem like she was crazy. It seemed more like she was like doing a bit. It seemed more like a bit that mm-hmm. or a put on or something like that. And either way, though, that's like a huge red flag. And even just me saying, oh, that's a huge red flag. All of a sudden, I'm flying against the whole like, oh, you know, believe women thing. I don't, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in that position of being the one doing that. So I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That are, like, are you asking me to watch this so I could say, oh yeah, this bitch is crazy? Yeah, watch it. Tell me what you think. Watch a minute or two. I'll cut this part out. You know, and now as I'm looking at it, like I don't know, maybe I cut this whole segment because there are also people on Twitter who are saying that's not her. That's a completely different person. And I don't know, like, I don't know what the, what the reality is. It like, I, it, it looks like her, but I could just, you know, it could just be that it looks like her. Uh, hmm. And I, I don't know. She's not, she's not identified and it's like the, the, I don't know. So who, okay. Let, let's say, and I don't you might cut all this, but uh, let's say that's not her. Who is putting this out there and for what purpose is it, is it to hurt? Biden or to help Biden if it's not her it's to it's more to count if if who if okay so 
if somebody's putting this video out there and falsely editing it together right. like this, yeah, then it's it's somebody who's or they're just fanning flames because they like all the the controversy and the. It's the... somebody who is pro Biden would would cut a video. Well, like that this that's together. what you would that's what you would think, but it also really, I mean, how could you how could you be pro Biden and pro just making shit out of out of some some random woman like that it just seems like it should be in opposition to one another you know like like i'm trying to look at the youtube channel it's like bad means to you know the, to the, end, the okay you know? so the the video itself was cut um <clears throat> the video itself was cut back in november 2019 before um, any allegations uh, came out widely from from Tara Reid. Um, it looks like it could be her, but, you know, with, like, TV makeup on, but it also couldn't be. I don't know. I mean, like, it looks enough like her that I, I, I don't know. I can't tell. And um, I'm thinking this is bullshit, and I'm thinking that it's something that's just, like, a plausible deniability thing to rip to tear down it's it's more people who are the person who would do this would be mo most interested in, in hurting the credibility of the woman who's making the accusations against joe biden tara reed mm. right it's not even really about biden denying it because like whether or not if assume that tara reed was like a crazy person who was on you know maury povich or fucking dr phil or whatever saying that she's having a a, a long distance imaginary relationship with um with vladimir putin she, if she's still making, that that's that doesn't change the fact that she's making sexual sex assault allegations against Joe Biden. It just c colors your perception of her and whether or not you believe her. Like mm -hmm. it's not dispute. It, it would be one thing if it was a person that came up with something like, "Oh, I have definitive proof," or at least some circumstantial evidence that Joe Biden never met her or that they didn't work together. Like, or the, at the night night that she claims that it happened, Joe Biden was at some fundraiser. I don't know. Like that's evidence contrary to the claim. This mm. is like just a smear. Right. And it, even if it was true, it's just a smear. Because who knows? Maybe she's maybe she's bipolar. And during that whole period of time, she was going through a, uh, a an episode or a break or something like that, right? The, mm. and, and Dr. Phil, you know, like he's done with so many people who are, who are suffering from illnesses, exploited her to put her on television and gawk at her, right? But, I mean, which is what he did with that woman. That woman is obviously somebody who's unhinged in some way. Sure. If it's not, even if it's not Tara Reid, that woman obviously has some sort of, you know, problems uh, processing reality. And Dr. Phil, like he's done for like however many years, it just gets people horny off of that. They love seeing people who have problems like that. Yeah. And him, and just which brings us back her. to the actress Tara Reid. Right, which brings us back to the actress Tara <laughs> Reid, who, God bless her, she was competing for that crazy starlet um, thing. For, with like she was so outclassed in her time Tara Reed, yeah. that Tara Reed, because at the same time she was trying to get attention for being like the sort of crazy you know hot starlet Britney Spears was out there doing the same move um, Lindsay Lohan was doing the same thing mm -hmm. there was that one girl remember that one girl who went like absolutely crazy for a while what was the name of that girl that was she was like living in her apartment Amanda Bynes Amanda Bynes yes thank you I yeah not, I would never have remembered that name um, yeah. They they were all doing that move at around the same time, yeah. and um, I don't mean to make it sound cynical like they were planning to do that. I mean, right? I, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I I don't I doubt it. But like, there was no way Tara Reid was gonna break through with her like, you know, second rate cr 
crazy chick act. Um, but back to this terror read. As I'm looking at it on, on Twitter, it's it's it, it. I don't know. And this is the effect of that shit because now I don't know. Right. Before I was just completely like on board, and uh, you know I was like, yeah, well, Joe Biden probably did that shit. Like he, he probably literally did that. And now it's just like, okay, well, there's like just an air of incredibleness out there, incredibility or whatever mm-hmm. out there. And um, I don't know. I don't pay close enough attention to this stupid shit to like to this electoral like horse race bullshit to know, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. And, I'm, and if I'm not paying close enough attention, I'm sure most people aren't either. I wonder, look at this, look at this video. This video only has like 2,500 video, uh, 2,500 views. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's also gross. It, it 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 makes it where you you really just everything is just so you know clouded by by a layer of bullshit that you really just have no clue, especially when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, like if you if you go and again, a lot of this is we're talking about stuff that's happening on Twitter. So take it with a uh, with an extreme you know grain of salt, but. If you look up Tara Reid Putin or whatever, there's all this evidence that say that, like, she loves Vladimir Putin and that she's, like, crazy about Russia. and Which, there's nothing worse that you could be in the world of the, like, of the, 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 the liberal, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the dumbass, like, um, you know, rank-and-file Democrats. That's, like, that's the most evil thing in the world if you... If you even acknowledge that Russia is good in any way or that you like it in any way, I mean, it's like a huge red flag. So, I don't know. I guess my point is, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say that this is the same thing that a lot of people, when when Me Too was first gaining steam, and we, Mm. we weren't one of these people, but the people who did make the point that, like, this could become a dangerous thing. Like, all of a sudden, there's just... Uh, and both ways it's it, both ways it's like this uh, you know unproven it's just allegations and things are and i don't think joe biden's gonna get taken down by this because he's 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 the anointed you know there no nobody who cares is gonna is gonna like pay attention yeah. to this but i don't know too far gone, I think, at this point. I mean, it, it's it's him or nothing, and the only thing that matters is taking down Trump. So, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about, and I know you wanted to mention something about like the movies or whatever, and maybe we can transition to that in a sec. Mm-hmm. But um, like, and it kind of, actually now that now that we dug into this stupid Tara Reid thing, um, maybe it does have a little bit of resonance with what we wanted to t- with with what I wanted to talk about, which is like I'm seeing on the front lines of the communications and the work that I do every day. And I, I saw this just recently um, today from one of our like local elected officials um, or former elected officials who is running for mayor here in Miami, Alex Pinellas. Uh, he, uh, how do I, how do I approach this? Okay. There's pretty clear guidance during this pandemic about um, like what, we should be doing to, you know, get ourselves tested, right? Like, where would you, if you wanted to get tested, Dave, do you have a public testing facility nearby? Like, have they been talking about that? Like, is it over at, like, Sam Boyd Stadium or whatever? Or, like, what? 
Shit. I, I did see it at one point. The name of the place I'm supposed to go, I don't remember. I'd have to go look it up. Okay. So, but they have them, right? And yeah. Okay. So there's some education out there, some information, some misinformation. Like, for instance, here in Miami, they said over at Dolphin Stadium you could get tested. Uh, you know, it, but that was more of a PR move. It was bullshit. They started testing at like nine in the morning yesterday and they were out of test by 1030. So it was more like everybody come get tested. And then they only had like 400 tests, which for a county of 2.7 million people, right. there are other places to get tested, but it's, it's such a crapshoot. You don't know. The rules are constantly changing. Do you have to be symptomatic or asymptomatic? Whatever. Like, you know, do you have to be over this certain age, 40, 50, 65? Like, you don't know. And it's always changing. Like whatever the criteria is. So I guess my point is that there is some like, advice or guidance out there for the physical symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. What I'm seeing a lot of shit, tell me if you've seen any of this, but people are talking about like, um, you know, this is an unprecedented crisis, not just for your health, but for mental health, mental health, mental health is a problem. I know that you, a lot of people can be struggling with their mental health right now. I know that a lot of people are, you know, experiencing, you know, issues being taken out of the routine and, and a lot of their, their, problems are coming back to them that, that that maybe they don't haven't had or haven't experienced recently or whatever but um like the mental health thing is different and here's where i'm noticing it's all kind of falling apart is that there's no real guidance like all i see if you look and you see like this this tweet from alex pinellas who's running for mayor and a bunch of other political people you know and and corporations and brands and um employers talking to their employees they're like the, the the extent of it is this mental health is incredibly important right now we understand that this is a very trying time um so keep your mental health at the forefront of your you know thinking mm-hmm. and that's it and it's like okay well what do i do like let's say i am feeling stressed or let's say i am having an acute problem let's say I'm, I'm i feel like i'm enter, entering a manic episode or a depressing a depressive episode or i'm feeling you know my, my borderline personality disorder is, is kicking in or so, I don't know, whatever. Or maybe I have a prob- a hard time accessing the um, uh, the meds I need. Maybe I'm having a hard time, ac- you know, uh, mm. with the broken routine because a lot of mental health, if especially if you have mental illness, a lot of mental health is about routine, engaging in routine and creating predictable patterns. But like, okay, all those things, that whole panoply of, of shit that can go wrong if you have um, acute... Uh, mental illness or just even even if you're like prone to depression um like there's no plan it's just lip service it's just people are just like oh yeah well you know try to keep it together yeah (laughs) well i mean i I think my response to that is isn't that just par for the course isn't that how how it always is right there's never actual help or guidelines or uh, really, I mean, I know um, Gina talks about this a lot. That I think Nevada is like the fiftieth uh, out out of fifty states for uh, mental health. Uh, the, the yeah, for mental health, for the amount of doctors available per patient, you know, per uh, potential patients, and yeah, I mean, th- there is not any information or resources available. It's just it's just a general. You should be aware of this and uh, take care of it. It just continues to be this mist, this mist. It's like we've always treated it ever since like the the 1800s of like this mystical problem that we don't really understand. And we can't, um, 
you know, now it's like the stigma, the outward stigma is gone. Right, because yeah. like we're not allowed to just like drill holes in people's heads anymore. We're not allowed to just like, you know, do like do these horrible, you know, ghoulish, uh, old school things. But it isn't really that different. Like, what do you have a little? Maybe I heard I heard somewhere that like the the weight. If you are a new patient, the weight, and I don't know if this is in Miami or New York, I forget where, but the weight to get a new appointment as a new patient for talk therapy for psychoanalysis or whatever is like three months. Yeah. I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Like there's just not enough. And and the weird thing though, is it should be better now because of the, uh, the rise of zoom based, uh, doctor appointments. I don't understand why there can't be way more appointments available because of this, you know, new, you know, this new thing, which isn't really new, but I mean, it's, you know, exploding now. Yeah, and I I don't get it because like, are people supposed to like I, we're at we're at a stage now where we've come to acceptance, but and lip service, and that's mm-hmm. it. But there's not actually like a I, I have a lot of companies and clients that I do messaging for and internal comms and employee communications and shit like that, and it's all the same thing. It's just this like sort of lip service, like a nod to it, like right. hey, we know that this is a tough time, especially mentally. So you know stick stick to it you know walk it off or something i don't know what what, what, what whatever and they're like don't forget we have resource and i'm talking about dave companies that that, that have like 30 40 50 thousand people working for them and they're just like no. don't forget we have resources on the intranet check out the intranet and you're like okay you look at their intranet and it's just like like a phone like an 800 number or something like that and it's it's not even it's not even like a real viable thing. It's just like it's it's literally just there, in sort of like, just like it's the most cursory, yeah, uh, you know, thing that you do so that you can say that you did it, did something. You'd yeah. be like, oh, we offer this. Oh, we don't know. You know. I mean, I I hate to I hate to say it, but I mean, I guess that's kind of an improvement. <laughs> it's better <laughs> like than before. A, a it's bit. better than the eighties where they would fire you. Where they just be like, "Oh, wow, you sound sounds like a big problem." We, get out of here, we don't, weirdo! Get out of here, you fucking freak! <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at Ted Kaczynski over here. He's, fuck, <laughs> he's losing his shit. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that was the thing I wanted to talk about and get get your take on. I don't know. You you you, you guys. You don't really live or operate in, a, in a, an environment like that, but like, there's been like a lot of just callous messaging. I was thinking about like, um, I was gonna try to write something for the for the the Herald, like a little letter to the editor or something like that. But like, um, the other thing I'm seeing that's similar to that is a lot of, and I'm, I'm I'm sort of I've got my my work hat on a lot because I've been working a lot lately, so I've got that like corporate communications shark mindset. Mm-hmm. going right now and um the thing i'm seeing a lot from and and the thing it, like yesterday miami-dade county mayor um carlos jimenez did it did like the most egregious example of this but i've been seeing it from all over the place which is just communicating for the sake of communicating without having anything to say and just like vomiting out something that resembles a plan or like a proposal but is is literally nothing like he gave a, he gave a video yesterday he, he distributed on twitter and on social media a video uh him being carlos jimenez the mayor of miami-dade county um basically saying like uh oh well you know we're convening um 
you know, this plan committee. It's going to be called or this 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 planning committee, and it's going to be called a plan for the new normal, right? Mm-hmm. And then by way of announcement after the video, he like dropped a few key dates for like a town hall and for some decisions and stuff. And if you read all of it and watch the video together combined, a reasonable assumption for you to walk away with is this. Okay, starting on Wednesday, Miami-Dade is going to open up some businesses. This Wednesday, it's going to open up some businesses, release restri- release restrictions, and open the parks back up. Hmm. Very reasonable assumption based on how obscure and inscrutable the messaging was that he put out there. And then the guy was not available for comment. Um, there's an article in the Miami in the Miami Herald about how like everybody was sort of like thrown into like kind of a a, a, a tizzy and, and into like uh, whatever an uproar about like okay wait what what's going on now we're doing what on Wednesday and um, for hours and hours his office wasn't available presumably I can tell you from working in the realm of communications what that means is that when you're not being responsive as a communicator. And you're not talking to the press. You're not like giving more information. It's because there isn't more information to give. And the people who are the subject matter experts, the ones who are actually making the decisions, because as a communications team, you don't make any decisions. All you do is come up with the spin to to, to, to make the information public. But mm. the people who are working in operations and in compliance and liability and administration, those are the people making the actual decisions. And you're just waiting to get it out. Mm-hmm. So what these morons tried to do specifically in the case of Jimenez but again I'm seeing this happen all over the place is they try to score points and score public opinion points for an idea that's completely not fleshed out completely raw has no timeline doesn't even have a timeline for them to make a timeline beyond that Wednesday town hall that they're going to be having that there's no further details on how you can join the town hall be a part of it listen into it like there's no information no information at all out there they tried to score these political, these cheap points. I say political points because this shit is politicized. Republicans all want to go back to work. Democrats, for the most part, just want Republicans to fail. So, like, they try to play both sides of it. They try to put, and my, my wife, Monica, has been talking about how, um, like, all of these things are trial balloons, right? Mm. People say, specifically Trump, but a lot of politicians are, just throwing things out there and seeing how people react to them. Right. Like, hey, maybe we'll be ready by Easter. And then they wait and they hear people be like, oh, that's insane. We can't, you know, and, and actual experts chime in. And then the experts inform public opinion in one way. And then Trump or whoever the Republicans are who are, tend to be like the countervailing force against the science, they tend to, you know, uh, uh, they, they mobilize their public opinion and their people who are, you know, anti-science and don't believe in what the scientists say. And then somewhere along the lines... You know, whatever happens, it's up happening. It's Easter. We're still not out of our houses. So if you believe in that side of the equation, that, you know, we need to err on the side of caution and, like, have less people die, then, like, I guess we did the we did the right thing, right? Like, sure. But, oh, I got a visitor. Hello, Stinky. Papa, I'm trying to find Woogie's blanket. Woogie's blanket? It's right here. No, I'm talking. No, not that blanket. How many blankets does a dog need? <laughs> I'm not talking about that blanket. I'm talking about like the Christmas blanket. Remember? Okay, well, he has a Christmas blanket. Remember? It's right next to his Easter blanket. That one's not. Right. Dave says it's right by his Easter blanket.
I don't I don't know I don't know what 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 uh Christmas blanket, Monica? Oh, I haven't seen that in a long time, but the last time I saw it, it was in her room. I don't know where that is, actually. Who cares? I already got a blanket. Okay, can... Okay. <laughs> Who cares? I already got a blanket. <laughs> so filled with sauce, man. So much sauce. Anyway, what do you think about that? I'll, I'll, I'll cut it off right there. Are you seeing shit that, like, is poorly communicated and leaves you thinking one thing and then you kind of it just ends up being like well uh, another one I'll, I'll throw it out there just before you you answer like a few weeks ago there was a, a, a tweet that went around from the company 3m which is an enormous manufacturer like one of the largest companies yeah. in the world and it was like oh we're gonna deliver you know 10 million masks per i'm, I'm making I'm, I'm paraphrasing the number i don't remember the number it's probably wrong but i'm saying like we're gonna make 10 million masks per month starting at the end of this month and forever and then like that was it you never heard about that again it was like oh masks are a problem of the past we're gonna have millions and millions of masks everybody's gonna have masks and masks and masks like nothing came of that like there was nothing yeah. that and no follow-up and you know I don't know. Are you seeing shit like that? It's it's frustrating. I, I mean, there's plenty of it. I The only thing that makes me think, though, is that I'm glad that uh, Sisolak has been pretty forthcoming with the whole, you know, we'll reopen when we can reopen idea. And not yeah, really, that must be nice. Yeah, not trying to put forward dates or anything like that. I mean, he keeps saying it's going to be when the doctors and scientists say we can, you know. Yeah, yeah not ours. Ours is like, our, our governments are, are much more worried about the... Um, you know what the local chambers of commerce and and business interests have to say so right it's, it's that been, sucks um, it's been yeah really fucking scary actually and there will come a point where they're going to pull the pull the pull the trigger and it's going to be like a little bit too early um speaking of pulling the trigger to try to get businesses open i think that that is maybe a good um transition for the the thing that you wanted to talk about right like um the 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 a specific sector of business that may never come back yeah, uh, well, actually, two uh, segments that I was thinking about that we could kind of combine. I, you're talking about uh, the idea that AMC Theaters is being predicted to uh, declare bankruptcy uh, because of this, because they weren't doing great, let's be honest, before this all started. And now it's like, forget about it. Their entire, you know, they're, they're completely at a standstill. And it's going to be... I. I honestly don't think movie theaters will reopen this year. I mean, I know some of the big movies have been rescheduled for October. I think that's kind of wishful thinking. I I, I hope early next year, but who the hell knows? But uh, just to kind of combine in that conversation, and God, that would suck if we lose AMC because I, I love our AMC, even though it's not the cleanest theater in the world. They, they're, yeah, they're, they're never, not, AMCs are never the yeah. best ones, but they're, they always seem to be like kind of like the most convenient ones. Yeah, they're, they're convenient. And they also, they do have the best screens, I think. And that to me as a real, you know, movie lover, that matters. And so even if the theater's maybe not as clean as it should be, uh, the actual movie watching experience, I think is the best. You know, to combine with that about the movie theaters is also, I, I don't know if you saw this article that's been going around, this uh, analyst is saying to not expect concerts to come back until fall of 2021. Um, and we're not t just talking about like festivals. We're talking about just regular oh, yeah. House of Blues or whatever. I mean, I don't see. That's so, so weird. You, that's so weird that you say that because I literally had this fleeting memory the other day. I was I was talking with my brother in law and I was thinking about like 
that metal show that we went to the night before my bachelor party at Double Down Saloon. And uh-huh. for some reason, it just hit me in my head. My bro- my brother-in-law and I were playing a bunch of like metal music in the backyard, like old like System of a Down and shit like that. And mm-hmm. it just hit me. I was like, have I gone to my last concert? Right. And I was like, no, no. And I was like, yeah, but I, I'm also pretty old and I'm like not really going to concerts anymore anyway. Right. Like I'm not right. really going at all anyway. And yeah. then on top of that, this, you know? Yeah. Well, at least I went out with a Tool concert. It was my last one. <laughs> but it's a good uh, way to go out. We were playing Tool yeah. too. We played a bunch nice. of Tool, and yeah. The the thing that sucks the most about this, though, as far as concerts are concerned, is if anyone's going to survive, it's going to be like Live Nation or whoever puts on, yeah, you know, Aerosmith concerts and shit like that. But right. the smaller promoters, how the hell are they going to survive until fall twenty twenty one? Like, I I don't see how. Uh, the bands that I used to promote when I worked for Sony and stuff like that are going to be able to continue touring once this reopens. Like, I don't understand how they're going to survive. And I don't think they're even 50th in line for any kind of government support or something like that in this time. I mean, no. it's just... Which is also just fictional. Fail. Which it goes back to my earlier point of like things that are being communicated or being said or being legislated sure. that don't actually happen. Like mm-hmm. everything that has to do with the... Uh, with 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 the with the CARES Act, the Stimulus Act, and all the SBA nonsense that Republicans have been spouting about how banks are just going to be begging to give money away. Right. In reality, nobody has gotten fucking anything because yeah. it just doesn't work. It's like a car with a broken alternator. When I say it doesn't work, I don't mean like oh, like the, the it doesn't like properly line up, and you know, administratively, it's not you know. I'm talking about like it literally. It's like trying to turn the key on a dead car. It literally doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I, the 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 argument you're making is another one that um that's been made in another part of our life, which is I, which is one that touches us even more frequently than concerts or shows or whatever. But food, right? Hmm. People are saying like the only thing that's going to be left after this after this whole thing is done it's the big fast food and fast casual and um you know casual dining places like all that's going to be left is darden restaurants like and and, and bloomin brands like olive garden and outback steakhouse and mm-hmm. fucking macaroni grill are going to be the only things left and burger king and mcdonald's and um you know kfc and shit like that that's all that's going to be left there aren't going to be those smaller or mid-size chains or franchises or or just like the mom and pops which like you know really sucks considering what a lot of our friends do you know for a living you know yeah tune in to all rice no beans uh special episode this week (laughs) and hopefully uh hopefully (laughs) hopefully we don't have to just resort to interviewing chilies on our next uh regular episode (laughs) so today we've got john he's the manager the the swing manager from (laughs) chilies number 40481 on eastern and serene uh John, you want to walk us through your closing duties? <laughs> well, you know, at Chili's, we like to polish our silverware and have that be a reflection of who we are. Um, no, I don't know, but I, I, I interrupted you before you were going to get to your point. Oh, no, that that was the point. Yeah, just, no, just, I don't know. It, it Yeah, they, they, I guess in a way it shouldn't be you know, that big of a surprise that in, in an event like this, things get just kind of, uh, whittled down to just those major brands and, you know, and that, that's what survives and nothing else does. And it just kind of, 
you know, makes everything so, I don't know, what's the word? What's the word for like, it's just boiled down to just the big Yeah, ones, reduced. You know? It's like a reduction. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you think? Okay, so what is, you know how they've been saying that like, it's funny because we were talking about Jimenez and his terrible job um, communicating a plan about quote unquote his his new plan is called um, the new a new normal right which mm. um, is very dystopian language very like Orwellian language but um, what do you think for movies and stuff like that what do you think is the new normal um, you know in six months or a year from now. Is it just that maybe there's like fifty percent fewer movie theaters? Is it? And it, it, it kind of contravenes what we're talking about, right? If we're trying to say like, oh, the big guys are the only thing that's going to make it, but AMC is going to it's going to die. AMC is one of the big guys. So then, sure. what survives? Regal, Landmark, like I don't. Landmark isn't big. I think that's only big here. Um, yeah, no, that is a weird, a weird contradiction because yeah, it, it seems like Regal, Cinemark, and. Uh... I don't know, maybe Galaxy. No one talks about Galaxy, but I mean... I don't even know what that is. Yeah, but... We have those. I guess, isn't Haskins, I think, one? We don't have those here, but I think that's a pretty big one in the Midwest. But, uh, mm. but yeah, no, it is weird because the, everybody says that independent movie theaters are not going to survive this. Uh, hopefully they do. But there doesn't seem to be any kind of major shift yet. It's just, like, a whole lot of dipping toes in the water. We had, like, that Trolls World Tour just open direct to VOD skipping the uh, movie theaters where it was supposed to go. But that's one movie. It's not... Most of the studios are still holding back. And there, there was four movies that are in theaters, but they at least got a week or two in the theater before they took them to this 1999 rental thing, you know, already on VOD. So most of the studios are not um, just saying, screw it, let's just open direct to, to the home market. They're, they are trying to hold out hope, but what's going to happen in... Two months, three months, six months. I it's so hard to say. It's totally unprecedented and who the hell knows, you know? I mean, does it, it people talk about how another big sector that will be hurt, the prediction is that people right now are migrating their shopping habits for food to Amazon Fresh or Instacart or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, like people won't go back. Like yeah. you're not gonna start good. You're not just gonna be by December. You're not just gonna be going to Publix or Albertsons or whatever like you used to. Like you're yeah. just you're gonna not do that part of your life anymore. And I wonder, um, you know, when you think about behaviors like that, the the world of God. I, I hate having this conversation over and over with you, but like it's it's a different conversation today than it was a few months ago the last time we have it. But I wonder if that's the case with the evolution of like streaming replacing people sitting down and, you know, going to movie theaters and shit like that. Because yeah. it's like you are a person that generally, you're not like a, not you, I'm saying like a random person, right? Like an, a random person is not an avid movie goer, but they're just a person that goes to the movies, right? And mm-hmm. for the next 90 days, they're conditioned that your version of going to the movies is now ordering the thing on your couch and sitting down and watching it with like a, a some popcorn that you make yourself, right? Yeah. Do you change back? Do you click back? Is there ever a moment when you click back to being guy that goes to the movie theater after 90 days, 100 days, 200 days, a year of conditioning like that? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if you're a friend, I literally, if you're a friend I literally of mine, you do. If you're yeah. a friend of mine, you do. I don't know. Did you see that uh, that Owen Gleiberman article in Variety 
uh, why I miss movie theaters and why nothing can replace them. It's great. It, it, it made me tear up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully I'm not alone. I, I know I'm not, but in, you know, I, when, when they reopen, I will be there, you know, and I hope a lot of other people will too, but who the fuck knows at this point. What about the other stuff? See, I don't. I feel like you're not even really changing that much. You're just not going to the things that are closed. Like you are just at a fucking Starbucks, mm. behaving wildly irresponsibly. Hey, well, for somebody I... who for somebody who is immunocompromised and mm-hmm. has comorbidities and was just sick a few days ago, you're out there. Yeah, like um, other uh, other what do you call it? Other conditions that can contribute to to your sickness if you were to get hey, coronavirus. I'm cooking steak today, baby. Mm, man, I wish I when, was when have that. I ever done that before? <laughs> I'm learning to cook a little bit at home. so I'm uh, cooking over I, here. I, I'm adjusting my lifestyle a little bit. I'm making steaks over here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. Things what cut? What's the cut you're making? It's just a New York, New York strip. Yeah, I mean, what, 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 uh, you know, to my question, like, what will you, what will you change? Do you think, do you think you'll stop going to grocery stores and shit like that? Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, that brings up a whole, whole nother thing. Something I've talked about for a long time. It kind of goes along with all the automation and all that stuff. Uh, I, you know, as, you know, I don't like using the word futurist, but I guess that's kind of what I am. I'm, I'm perfectly all right with, you know, moving to where everything, is just you know subscription based and everything is just delivered to me by a fucking drone and whatever like i i mean there there was even this uh i remember ray kurzweil talking about the idea of like for example uh you know a camping tent like why do you need a camping tent in your garage what why not just oh i'm gonna go camping this saturday a, a tent appears at the campgrounds that you that you reserved and right. there you go right. you got your you got your tent you know you don't actually need to have these things and i know that goes against the entire principles of the way you know life works in in the last you know hundreds and you know thousands of years really owning right. stuff but uh i i i kind of welcome it you know and that goes into driverless cars as well i don't need a car if i could just push a button and all of a sudden something picks me up and takes me where i need to be that's fine you know yeah i I mean there's there's elements that are always going to be consumer driven because like i think i use your example of the tent right as a consumer you're going to buy and probably not take great care of a tent and then have Mm -hmm. to buy a new one every year which you know the tent company is hoping you do they want you to buy a new one every year whereas and they want you to come in with no buying power you're just one person buying one tent and paying retail $50 for the tent. Whereas whatever place you're talking about, the campground, I guess, presumably they would have huge buying power. They would buy the tents by the by the gross. They mm-hmm. would buy, and they would get like a lower price on them because they would have greater buying power. And they would probably maintain them better and not have to buy them as frequently, yeah. right? So what you're fighting against really is capitalism. Like yeah. what that, what that, what that <laughs> futurist vision that you're talking about is fighting against is capitalism because... If I'm the tent guy, I'm paying the campground a little bit to make sure that they never actually do the thing you're talking about because that sure. will cost me money. Be like, you know what? <laughs> Don't get into the tent business, please. Let us continue being the tent people. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, but I mean, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm saying that that's perverse. That's like a perversion 
of the way things should work. And I mean, like in, in, in theory, again, and right. all this shit is theory, but like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, I'm just, I'm just bringing it up though, as the example of me being okay with, with a little bit of change in the, the status quo of how we live our lives, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, I, I actually haven't done grocery del- delivery yet. I've gone once a week with a oh, mask. You and glo- you've, no, I've, you've I've gone. I mean, I, I get a few things from Amazon here and there, but I haven't done an actual grocery, a big, you know, $200 delivery of meats and vegetables and whatever. I, I've gone yeah. once a week with mask and gloves on and, you know, hose down when I got home. I don't like I don't like the ordering the groceries. It has to get way more fine tuned because it's very clunky for me. I've yeah. used Instacart a few times now, and I don't think any of my orders have been more than sixty dollars, maybe. But um, I've used Instacart, and just all of a sudden, you just get text messages rolling in from the guy, like, "Oh, I don't. They don't have this. How about this instead?" And yeah. then you it, it like, <laughs> like I don't know. Fine. And he brought me like a gluten-free pizza. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? The fuck do you expect me to do with this shit? What do I look like? A chipmunk? I'm not eating this fucking gluten-free pizza. Like, and, I, I uh, picture the rage in you. <laughs> I was so angry. And I didn't even notice it until I popped it into the oven. No, I didn't even notice it until I was taking it out of the oven. Because I went to take it out. And like a normal pizza, you put the spatula under it and it lifts as a, as a well-crusted together, solid, uh-huh. you know, cohesive um, dirigible of bread. And this, and this fucking thing just went like this. It just like leaked over the edges of the, of the spatula. And I'm like, wait a second. Maybe I didn't cook it enough. Is it still raw? Is it like all squishy or something? Why is it like a, why is it like a, a, a piece of uh, construction paper? And and I went and I looked at the the box to make sure that I had left it in for the right amount of time, and it was like oh gluten free, and I was like oh yeah well th- there's no bread in it so it's not firm it's not holding firm, it's just like yeah it's like a, like like sagging it's like a saggy lump of I don't know what non gluten pizza is made of like uh, psilocybin like what the fuck is it made out of like I, I have no idea what the fuck is. What is non-gluten pizza made of? It's not bread. What is that stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't eat these that people? shit. I don't eat that shit either. So that that, that doesn't work for my uh, my whole keto thing either. So I am planning on making some fat head dough though soon. I've never made it before. Hmm. Good stuff. Give me that, give me that fat head. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Dave. What else should people know about? I guess. What was the other thing you were gonna bring up, or did you knock them both out in one? No, I knocked him about that in one. I, I had a, uh, a a bigger conversation. Maybe I'll save it for another time, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I think I think this is uh, this is good. Uh, Let's do this again. Let's do another yeah. daytime. Let's do this. How about this? Five times a week from eleven until three, four hours a day. We'll try. That's a good goal. <laughs> <laughs>